Welcome, I'm your host, Greg McEwen. I'm the author of two New York Times bestsellers, Essentialism and Effortless, and I work with executives in companies like Apple and Google and Twitter and beyond, and I'm here with you on this journey to learn how to operate at our highest point of contribution. Today, I will share an inspiring story, something counterintuitive I have learned, and some actionable advice. By the end of this episode, you will be able to tap into the primary source of human motivation, the DNA, so to speak, of the people you work with and live with. Let's begin. If you want to increase the speed of your learning, teach the ideas in this podcast episode to someone else within the next 24 to 48 hours. This episode is sponsored by Shopify. Selling a little or a lot. <coughs> Shopify helps you do your thing however you... Cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. So whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person point of sale system, whenever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. So sell more with less effort, thanks to Shopify magic, which is your AI-powered all-star. In my experience with every business that I have built, including this podcast, there are breakthrough moments, and those moments are often the result of finding the right partner. And I think that's a way to think about Shopify, because no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Greg, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Greg now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Greg. Back in 1968, James Watson wrote a memoir called The Double Helix. And you can't read The Double Helix without a sort of awakening. To realize that in the 1950s, people did not understand the process by which genes were passed down from person to person. The, the idea of The Double Helix the idea of DNA, the idea of a genome project, all of these ideas that are so familiar to us, at least at a surface level, was something that was unknown at that time and for many people uninteresting. But that was not the case for James Watson and Francis Crick. And the book tells the extraordinary story, the ups and downs, the highly emotional experience Think of the setbacks. Think of the progress that ultimately landed them the Nobel Prize. 
and changed forever our understanding of how we work. He records that as they were building what would become the DNA model, it started out with lots of mistakes in it, lots of problems. Summarized, our first minutes with models were not joyous. But then, as the evening progressed, a shape began to emerge which brought back our spirits. They showed those breakthroughs to colleagues, but they couldn't get their model to work with other people. So these moments of elation were followed by moments of doubt, frustration, a lack of motivation to continue. Finally, when this power couple of a sort actually made the breakthrough, where people could not find fault in what they had produced, their morale skyrocketed because they said they suspected they had now found the answer to the riddle. And with that sense of progress, they almost lived in the lab, being able to drive forward on the inspiration of having made meaningful progress. Now, for most of us, the goal is not a Nobel Prize. We're not trying to find the shape of DNA. So what is there in this story for us? What's the relevance, whether we're the CEO or the CEO of our lives? What does it mean? I think deeply embedded in this simple story is not just the story about DNA, but the story of the DNA of human motivation. What is it that really motivates people? Now, I know that that's a complex, multivariate question. Uh, there's many forms of human motivation. But what is that core human motivation that allows people to operate like they did in the lab for weeks, months, years? And not because somebody externally was telling them to do it, not out of threat, not using, let's say, bad fuel for human motivation. And for an answer to that, we can look at some terrific research that was done under the title The Power of Small Wins by Teresa Amabile and Stephen Kramer. It was published by Harvard Business Review, and you can read the full article there. But here's the abstract. They ask, what is the best way to motivate employees to do creative work? The answer, help them take a step forward every day. So they did an analysis of knowledge workers' diaries. And the authors found that nothing contributed more to positive inner work life, that mix of emotions, motivations, perceptions that is critical to performance, than making progress in meaningful work. That's the idea here to underline. They wrote, of all the things that can boost inner work life, the most important is making progress in meaningful work. They found that if a person is motivated and happy at the end of the workday, it's a good bet that he or she achieves something, however small, and if that person drags out of the office disengaged and joyless, a setback is likely to blame. They call this the progress principle and suggest that managers have more influence than they realize over employees' well-being, motivation, and creative output. The key from their perspective, is to learn which actions support progress, such as setting clear goals, providing sufficient time and resources, and offering recognition, and which have the opposite effect. 
even small wins can boost inner work life tremendously. On the flip side, small losses or setbacks can have an extremely negative effect. And the work doesn't need to involve curing cancer in order to be meaningful. It simply must matter to the person doing it. The actions, they say, that set in motion the positive feedback loop between progress and inner work life might sound like Management 101, but it takes discipline to establish new habits. The authors go on to provide a checklist that managers can use on a daily basis to monitor their progress-enhancing behaviors well. What does that mean? Well, as a leader, and whether you're a CEO or the CEO of your own life, you are a leader. You have three options when communicating with other people. You can check out, you can check up, or you can check in. And of those three options, I have done a lot of checking out and checking up, and neither of them by design, uh, just by default. I was just joking with my children recently that 50% of my interactions with them have to do with me asking them to clean up the kitchen or, or tidy something up. Or That's checking up. Or, or then I can be absent without meaning to be uh, focused on some other work. And so this critical third space of just checking in, of listening, of connecting can be missed easily. So here's what you can do. You can schedule a microburst 10-minute check-in. In fact, if that seems itself too much, shorten it to the two-minute check-in. And the questions to ask could be as simple as, look, what's on your mind? But you could evolve that into the slightly more verbose but really powerful question, what's making it hard for you to make meaningful progress today? And all of that is in your role as an influencer. But what about how you influence yourself? How does the DNA of human motivation apply to you? Here's a way. To schedule a meeting with yourself every day. When I ask executives all over the world to identify what's non-essential in their life that they're over-investing in, many of them say meetings that in a sense, they have this undisciplined pursuit of meetings. They're in them sometimes 35 hours a week of just pre-existing meetings. Now, that's one thing, and it's interesting to me. But the other thing that's even more striking to me is when I ask people, by a show of hands, who here spent 10 minutes today with a meeting with themselves to just write out what is most important for you to achieve today, and put that in priority order, almost never does even a single hand go up. Think of that. And, and that's across industries, and that's across countries. So make this a part of your routine. Schedule a meeting with you. And answer this question in a microburst of 10 minutes, what would I need to accomplish today to feel I had made meaningful progress? Oh, isn't that a great question? Not just what are all the things I need to get done today. Not what's in my inbox, but what would I need to accomplish today to feel I had made meaningful progress? 
Now, I won't say that I always do this, but I did do it today. And my list was not a long list. As it turns out, there were just four items on my list. And that doesn't mean that that's everything that I will do today. And that's not everything I'm responsible for doing today. But if I do the four things I wrote down, I'm looking at them right now on this piece of paper, I will feel that I have made meaningful progress today. And you know just as well as I do that when you get to the end of the day and your to-do list is longer now than it was at the beginning, and you're lying there in bed and you, you've you been doing stuff all day, you've, you've had various setbacks, you've had various challenges, you've been busy, but you don't feel satisfied, that's one of the worst feelings. And, and for some of us, that has become a lifestyle. And it's so normalized, we don't even think anything about it. That's just, that's just life. But what if it didn't have to be? What would happen in your life if every day you could say, today I made meaningful progress? And what would happen in your relationships if the people you live with and the people that you work with could say also, today I made meaningful progress? Oh, think of the momentum that you would experience. No more motion sickness. Instead of motion sickness around the things that don't matter, you'd have momentum around the things that really do. If you found value in this episode, please write a review on Apple Podcasts. The first three people to write a review of this episode will receive free access to the Essentialism Academy. For more details, go to essentialism.com forward slash podcast promo. Remember to subscribe to this podcast now so that you can receive the next episode. Episodes come out Tuesdays and Thursdays. And finally, who can you share this episode with? Who can you think of that could benefit from making meaningful progress in their lives? Who's feeling frustrated and buried by all the other things that are going on, that may be feeling bereft by disappointing setbacks. Share this podcast with them so that you will increase your own understanding at a higher pace and also increase your positive influence in the people around you. I'll see you next time. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world, and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. 
Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join podcast royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.